In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today, the Lord uh, encourages us to not be anxious. It's easier said than done. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about what you're to eat, what you're to drink, what you're to wear. Don't be anxious about family situations, about friends, about your job, about yourself, about your will being done. I want it my way. You find anxiety in all those things. I think it's very important to understand that we should be concerned about our situations and the situation of the world situation with our friends, situation with our family, but concern should drive us to pray. Anxiety drives us to our emotions. And that's never a good place to be. We spin there, right? Spin, spin, spin. Okay? When we're concerned, we pray. Lord, have mercy on this situation. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on my family. Have mercy on my friends. Have mercy on my world. So be concerned, but do not, as the Lord says, be anxious. Concern helps us pray. Anxiety takes us into the emotional spin. So that's why he says, don't be anxious. He didn't say, don't care about the world. Don't care about your friends. He said, be concerned for them. Be concerned for yourself. But make that your prayer. Be anxious for nothing. But seek first his kingdom. So as I was reading in the epistle, uh, I kind of saw three things that helped me understand a bit why I was anxious. Why do I get anxious? Why do I fall to this when I know I shouldn't be, and but I do? St. Paul says to Timothy, his beloved spiritual child, be strong in the grace of Christ. And again, he says, be in the light. And again, he says, serve God alone. Three things that will help us be concerned, but not be anxious. Be strong in the grace of Christ. Be in the light. Serve God alone. Be strong in the grace of Christ. You know, it's interesting we must continually work on this. I will love you, Lord, my strength. You're my firm foundation, my refuge, and my deliverer. You've got to understand that every day, every moment. If God is not your strength all the time and you're not working on your faith, that faith will dissipate. That faith will go away. You know, there's a very interesting sad statistic about Christian colleges. A very large percent, very large percent, after 10 years of graduating from a Christian college, no longer consider themselves Christians. You know why? They stopped working on their faith. They stopped working at it. I kind of know, right? I know. I know the faith. I know. 
But did, we, did they pray more? Did they work on their faith? No. That's the problem. To be strong in the grace of Christ, we must work at it. We must step into it. We must pray. We must be committed to our prayer. You know, I'll share this story over and over again because it changed my life. When I went to my spiritual father years and years ago and talked to him about my prayer rule, he gave me, I said, here's what I do. He says, that's good. He says, how often do you do it? I said, well, 75%. He said, 75%? I said, well, maybe 60. He said, 60? I said, well, maybe 50. He said this to me. He said, do you want me to tell you what to do or do you want me to give you advice? I, at that moment, I said, I want, you to give, I want you to tell me what to do. He said this, don't miss. It will change your life. Because you're continually working on your faith. Don't miss your prayers. St. Theophan the Recluse says, if you're not successful at prayer, you will not be successful at anything. Anything. You may achieve things, but you won't be successful. You'll find anxiety in life. If you can pray, if you can bring yourself to pray and not miss your morning rule, your evening rule, and don't miss it, even if you have to reduce it, but don't miss it, you will find yourself freer from anxiety. You will give up your anxieties in the morning, and you'll give up your anxieties at night to God. And, and guess, guess what? He can handle them. He can take care of these things. He's pretty good at that. He, says, he even says it. Let your supplications be known to me. I want to know them. I want to know your concerns. I want to know the people you're concerned about. So be strong in the grace of Christ, but work at it. Pray and don't miss. Pray and don't miss you'll find your anxieties are lesser, less. It's a beautiful thing to give up those things to God and let him work. How many times in your life have you actually given things up and found out that they actually got fixed without you having to do it? God did it, right? You gave them to God and God went and fixed them. It's Very beautiful. Sometimes we mess them up trying to get involved. You know, we get involved in them. Just give them away for a while. See what God can do with it. What can God do with it? So, be strong in the grace of Christ. Secondly, St. Paul says to Timothy, be in the light. So, it's very important that we understand this, uh, I think, because it has a great implication to our, our soul. We need to walk in the light. We need to have those things that are in us out in the open. We need to have stuff in us that is our sins, and they need to be confessed. They need to be out in the light. Because as St. Paul says, if they're not in the light, there's darkness in, and if there's darkness in, how great is that darkness? You know, we need to understand that sin wounds us. 
And unconfessed sin continues to wound us. You probably know that. Just think of a sin maybe that you have not confessed, and it, it, it goes to war with you. It eats at you. Confess it. Bring it into the light. Allow that sin to be freed from your soul. I mean, the wound may still be there a bit, and the memory's there, but you need to be free from it. You know, those, especially those difficult sins that are most embarrassing. Those are the ones you need to confess. I remember my lifetime confession was very, very difficult because I'd go through my life, every bit of it. And I had to say things that were embarrassing. But you know now, I don't have anxiety about those things. They're confessed. They've been forgiven. Wow. I still have memories about stuff like that, but they're just memories. They help me repent. They help me be a better Christian. But I don't want to around with the guilt of those things because God has forgiven me. I don't run around with the weight of that stuff on my shoulders that creates anxiety. I'm freed from that because I have given those up. I have confessed them into the light. So I'd encourage you very much, if there's something in you that you know you need to confess, or let's put it this way, if you think you need to confess it, you need to confess it. And get it out into the light so you can be freed from anxieties. Why are we anxious? Sometimes it's because we have unconfessed sin. And it will continue to eat us. It will continue to create anxiety until it's brought into the light. Light. God is merciful. You know, maybe you think he can't forgive it. He forgives everything. His mercy Far, far exceeds any sin we can commit. Any sin. Any sin. It far exceeds it. And he, in fact, wants us to come. And you know what happens when you repent and confess? The angels sing. You make the angels happy. Make the angels happy. Come into the light. Be freed from these anxious things that in your soul eat at you. Get them into the light. And then finally, serve God alone. Serve God alone. You know, when we're serving other gods, you know, our conference was uh, centered around Joshua's words, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That was the conference theme at the Parish Life Conference this year. Beautiful theme. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what we will do. Because when they went into the land to conquer the land, there were other pagan gods there, and all the people were kind of jealous about the pagans worshiping these foreign gods, and they, so they wanted to worship the foreign gods. They were attractive. They had statues. They had oxen. They had things. They had stuff. He said, don't do that. You need to make a choice. He said, you make a choice right now what you're going to do. That's where this quote came from. You choose. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So today, that's also a question for us. Do I have other gods in my life? Sports teams. I fight that one. 
You get anxious about your sports team winning or losing? The Euro Cup? Wow. Who do you want to win? Are you anxious about that? You see how these things eat at us? Simple things that become our gods. How about your job, your occupation? Bother you a little bit? You're anxious about it? Do I have it? When am I keep it? What am I going to do? Is this the rest of my life? Or is there anxiety there? Is that becoming your God? Your kids' sports. Chasing the dream. Playing every weekend the rest of your life. That might be hell. <laughs> You have to play a sport every weekend the rest of eternity. It just gets in the way. I'm not saying it's bad, but it, you can see how it gets in the way. It becomes your God. It becomes out there, and you become anxious. It creates anxiety. What I'm trying to encourage you is if, God, if you're serving God alone, you're freer from anxiety. If, these are, if there are other gods there, it's going to create anxiety. It's what they do. It's what the demons do. They want to create anxiety in your life. Hobbies. Family. Are there, are there things that are bigger than God in your life? More concerns that, that they concern you more than you're worshiping God, driving, drawing yourself to the Lord. So if there are these things, Confess them. Lord, I don't want to do this. I, I want to be more careful here. I want to be more careful. So my encouragement to you is to examine this. Are there other things that sit on the throne of your heart? When, you, when you're quiet and all by yourself and you turn inward, do you find God? or all these other things. If there's other things there, you need to get rid of them, right? Because that quiet moment needs to be with him and him alone. He doesn't like sitting on the throne with a bunch of other gods. <laughs> He's a jealous God. But it's important to, under, to, to evaluate these things because the Lord says, be anxious for nothing. But if we have other things in our life that sit on the throne, we will be anxious. If we're not in the light with our sin, we will be anxious. If we're not strong in the grace of Christ, we will be anxious. So, may God help us. I just want to share a, a bit of St. Joseph the Damascene, St. Joseph Damascus. You know, he was a great pastor in Damascus in the 19th century when there was great persecution. And here's a man who was concerned but not anxious. He heard and knew that persecution would come and they were going to destroy the Christian population. And many people fled Damascus at that time. One was 
St. Raphael Halloweeny's parents. And St. And Raphael was in the womb of his mother when they left Damascus. So he was saved. He fled like Christ fled to Egypt. St. <laughs> Raphael, in the womb of his mother, fled to Beirut to be freed from this. But St. Joseph of Damascene, the priest in the community, did not flee. He was not anxious. He was so composed that he went and got his communion kit and went and walked from housetop to housetop to commune the elderly who he knew could not escape. And then he went around and found other people and confessed and communed them. And finally, when he was surrounded by the enemy and he knew it was his, he had, it, it was his end, consumed the remaining gifts, and then gave his life to Christ as a martyr. Here's a man who was anxious for nothing. Concerned, yes. But concern allowed him to perform the will of God without anxiety. And now is forever remembered as a great holy martyr in the church. So, through the prayers of St. Joseph, Lord Jesus Christ, allow us to be anxious for nothing and draw near to you in all things. Amen.